1: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill writer with you. Happy Friday. I am really excited. We told you this yesterday. This guy is the best gambling voice expert, insider, reporter, broadcaster, host in the country. It's not just because he does it as the guy for Odyssey. It's not just because he's my buddy. On the line right now, the host of You Better You Bet, as I told you, the Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls, remember, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's amazing analysis. It's easy. Search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Nick, you're back, baby. It's football season. What's up, buddy?
3: Oh, man, it's great to be back. And now, Bill, I feel like it's officially football season. To be back here with you on your show, my friend. How's it going? Happy Football Friday.
2: So let me, let me, let me, it's great. I'm going to reveal how much derision and contempt I have for Kirk Cousins. I think he is a farce. I think he is fool's gold. I was so outraged by that cover yesterday because it felt like such trash. And I was, not for a lot. I was on the Vikings. I mean, I took the points, and I still thought it was garbage. Where did you come down in that game? And I'm just curious in general if you will make adjustments or you, if you don't for specific people. For me, it's Kirk Cousins that you either think are transcend the numbers or are so unreliable that you don't trust whatever numbers they put in front of you.
3: Yeah, so I think it's a great question. Um, As far as the game last night, I waited until the last second and bet the Eagles, and I bet minus six, and I pushed, which was uh, really frustrating, Felt like I – Watch the entire game. and then You should have won that bet. Uh, yeah, but you know, like, what if Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble the ball out of the end zone in the first half? I probably should have won the bet, but, like, listen, you do this for long enough, it's like, just, just chalk another one up and we'll move on to the weekend. As far as, like, um, the players, right, like you're saying maybe Cousins is a guy that, like, you, Bill, or maybe, like, you, the person listening, like, maybe you don't like Kirk Cousins. You think Kirk Cousins is not going to perform, at least when you have your money on him, right? Or maybe there's a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and you think, man, like, this is a guy I want to bet on. I love me some Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. I would say like that kind of stuff is kind of like already built into the betting market and it's just your it's what we call them like you bet your opinion and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think there's like a quantifiable edge to be gained from that right then me sitting there and thinking well like I think Daniel Jones sucks so the Giants won't cover on Sunday against the Cardinals like they might not cover <laughs> against the Cardinals but it won't have anything to do with like my opinion sitting on my couch and again I'm not deriding it I've made thousands of bets in my betting career in my life based on what I think is going to happen in the game, but like that has no demonstrable impact on what, like the point spread should be. All that stuff is in the point spread already.
2: Nick Casos, this is not a gambling question, but I want to know based on the passion with which you just used that example, do you think Daniel Jones sucks?
3: No, I don't think he sucks. Uh, I also don't think he's great. I think he's fine. Um, I think he's like good enough to You know, go, like, 9-7-1 or whatever the Giants went last year and get you to the playoffs and probably get beaten by a much better team like they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, Bill, like, I I know last Sunday went really bad for the Giants. That was, like, Murphy's Law, though. Like, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It was brutal. Um, I do think Dallas is a lot better than the Giants. I also don't think the Giants are as bad as they looked last Sunday. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I don't think they are. Uh, Do I think Daniel Jones sucks? No. Do I think he's great? No. I think he probably puts you somewhere in, like, quarterback limbo or purgatory.
2: Nick Casos here on the show. Nick, uh, for me, the game I am most interested in this weekend is Chiefs in Jacksonville. They're 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 both outstanding football teams, I, I, I think. The I got on this at Chiefs minus three and a half. I actually bet on Jacksonville, so I'm on I'm on the Jags plus three and a half. And I think the line is in a similar place now. How do you weigh and size up and evaluate this game?
3: Yeah, I I think you're probably on the right side now. I will offer my show a cheap plug if you'd you'd allow me to be so kind. Um, Do it, yeah. So, so like, last Thursday, you know, the Chiefs beat uh, lose to the Lions, excuse me, in the opener last Thursday night. So we do what's called, and we'll do it um, today for the Vikings and Eagles since they played last night, we do, uh, like, a look ahead to what we think the point spread will be for the openers of the teams that played on Thursday night for the week to come. So last week we did it for Kansas City and Jacksonville. And our thought was the spread will open two and a half. Kansas City will open a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Assuming, like, Jacksonville wins the game, they don't have to look, like, super impressive, but if Jacksonville wins, that's going to open two-and-a-half. And And then, like, what's, what's the most likely thing that happens? Uh, the Chiefs will announce at some point during the week that Travis Kelsey's is going to play because he almost played last Thursday and it, it will be announced I'm sure at some point that Chris Jones is going to play because I think they had been moving towards signing that deal so both of those things happen and lo and behold now we're sitting at Chiefs minus three and a half so I think if you wanted to bet Kansas City the time was like way earlier in the week where you could have laid two and a half or you could have laid three now at three and a half Bill I actually think you're on the right side here I think if you're showing up on Friday to bet this game Saturday or Sunday I think you take the three and a half points with the Jaguars so at this point now I do think Jacksonville is the side I would lean to
2: Nick Costos here on the show Nick there are a handful of games that um that are basically a touchdown or more in terms of the line you've got Raiders Bills is one of those games I think Niners Rams comes in that range obviously the Jets are Zach Wilson led team now they play the Cowboys and I miss I might be missing one maybe I'm not are there any of those games where the spread is particularly wide where you like either direction? You like given or taking eight or eight and a half or nine or whichever it's at.
3: By the way, you you nailed it. That those were the games that are that That's are seven three. or more this week. Um, yeah. I'll uh, you know, this is it's going to sound like it's just like a contrarian bet. I think it's actually not. I think it's like actually a pretty good wager, and I'm not saying it's going to win. Like I might end up with egg in my face. Like I like the Jets plus nine. Um, this could wind up. Like Cowboys 40, Giants nothing. Like, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. But, like, this particular game, and I, I, Obviously, like Zach Wilson is a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody knows that. The point spread is massive here. And again, like maybe Dallas's defense is just like they are the new Doomsday defense. Like Micah Parsons wrote in that tweet. Maybe, but also like the Jets' defense is really good. And all it's going to take is like one bad Dak Prescott turnover where the Jets take like an early lead. And it, this isn't the only way the Jets can cover this game or win it. But like the Jets jump out to a seven nothing lead in this game, like Dallas is probably not winning the game by ten points with how good the Jets' defense is. That doesn't mean the Cowboys can't win the game. It just means that if you bet them minus 9, you need them to win by 10. And I think against a really good defense and, like, a pretty good coaching staff, I think the Jets have, uh, I don't know how likely that is. So uh, I do like the Jets plus the 9 points. I also bill, like, the under in this game. It's already really low. Like, it it opened 41. Just, like, no. Like, Never. And it could be a high-scoring game, just like that number's incorrect. I actually think 38-and-a-half is still wrong here. Um, 37 would be the next number down you'd look at. Think about, and for people that are like, well, how does he know that? Just think about the math of how NFL scoring works, right? Like 37 would be like the combination of numbers in the 30s that would be next here, right? I actually think it should be below 37. So I think there's room for this total to go down. I like the under, and I also like the Jets plus the 9 on the road in Dallas.
2: Nick Costos on the show, The Costos on Twitter, the host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Extraordinaire. I could go through a bunch of other questions and games, but you're too good for that, Nick. Just what? You're an expert. You see this thing, the, the NFL and gambling, through the most Im- impressive prism of anybody I've hung out with. And I hang out with a lot of gamblers and people that do what you do for a living. I think you're the best of the bunch. Give me a game you really like or a game you really don't like.
3: Okay. Uh, Let's go to uh, this Bucks Bears game.
2: Oh God, help me! I'm a Bears fan who hates my I, team. By the way, just I, I, full I know disclosure. You,
3: I know you are. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we have like a difficult conversation?
2: Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm ready. I'm I'm fairly prepared for it emotionally.
3: I don't think they'll pick number one in the draft again because Arizona is like trying to lose and the Bears are trying to win. Uh, the Bears might actually be like the worst team in football again. But that, I mean. I'm sure you did it on the show, like, what what they did last Sunday in Green Bay is one of, like, the great embarrassments in week one of, like, the history of professional football. We're like, okay, like, Justin Fields, everyone's, like, expecting, like, oh, at some point, like, the switch will get flipped. It's like, or he just loses every game that he plays. Like, he was the quarterback, and Eberflus was the coach last year. They had the number one pick in the draft. And we're basically going to run it back with, like, DJ Moore, like a rookie offensive tackle who, like, it's not even anything against Tim Darnell Wright. Just like, oh, well, now they're going to win eight games. Really? Really? they are. Um, So the point spread here for Chicago at Tampa, open Tampa minus three. And my initial thought, and Bill, I'm sure a lot of other people's thoughts, and like, it doesn't have to be just like sports fans like us. It could be like actual, like professional gamblers, right? I think that they will see that number and see Tampa three. And the thought will be, well, these are two bad teams playing each other, right? Because Tampa's no great shakes, despite the season opening win against Minnesota. And if two bad teams are going to play, Can the point spread, like, actually ever be three? Like, doesn't three become valuable with the underdog? In the same sense that if the Bears were a three-point favorite, you would want to take the three with Tampa, right? Where three becomes a really valuable bet. Um, I actually think Tampa should be a three-point favorite here. And Chicago has been bet off of three, so right now the point spread in the game is Tampa minus two and a half. Uh, I actually think that's wrong. I think the Bears are the worst team in football, besides for Arizona. Uh, I like Tampa a lot in this game, and like I, as a sentence, I hope I don't have to utter a lot this season with Baker and Todd Bowles. But I think that's my favorite line on the board right now, and I like a couple others as well. Bill, we can talk about them, but I like the Bucks It Has to be two and a half Tampa minus two and a half at home against Chicago.
2: He's Nick Costos. I'm Bill Ritter. I'm going to punch myself in the face in the uh, in the break just as hard, just as hard it's as bad, I bad man. It's so bad. I mean, it's just. By the way historically, we just, I don't know if philosophically we don't believe in offense or we don't think quarterback's a position. I don't, it's not like this is new. It's not like we just got into the wilderness. Every other NFL team has built themselves homes called quarterbacks, we're living in the woods, sleeping on a rock, because we think that's a. I don't understand why he, we can't. Anyway, I'm gonna go on. Well, I answer. mean,
3: we I, I, I can answer it just really quickly. Um, the reason why Justin Fields is your quarterback is because the GM and the head coach, both of whom got fired, so it was stupid that they did this, and the Bears ownership allowed them to come back for another year. They traded a first-round pick in the following year's draft to take Justin Fields because they were trying to save their asses. Like obviously, I thought that was the case. So it's almost like we like if he's good, great, and we're getting fired anyway. If he's bad, so let's just do this. Who cares about the future? And then you hired a general manager who. Was like kind of like a meathead I think and who hired like a defensive coach like who ran the cover 2 in Indianapolis as the head coach while other teams are hiring like offensive geniuses you guys hired like the master of the cover 2 like good luck chicago sorry
2: I wish I had no loyalty I hate my team so much Yeah it's you physical... got to get
3: past that man we're too old for this stuff man Giants lose 40 to nothing I lost zero seconds of sleep it was great
2: I mean I didn't lose well maybe a little bit I just I just hate them. That's what makes me mad, is I that it. I don't even care when they lose. I care. That I'm such a loyalty guy, and I hate them so much.
3: I got And I got two Super Bowls in the last, like, 15 years, so, like, I'm good. Like, obviously, you guys haven't had one since 85, so I understand.
2: Glad we have facts. Nick Costos on the show. All right, let's close with this. We did this last year, and I think it's really good radio, and you also made me money often. Do you have any um, – any parlays that you are sort of eyeing this week that you like?
3: Um, so I, I'm guessing that you want to do this. Are you looking for, like, underdogs to win outright?
2: I, you do whatever you want. I just want to throw a bunch of money on the table on the hard ways and craps and see if it comes up 2-2 or whatever.
3: Okay. Um, Let me see about a parlay. I want to gamble. Here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gambling's gambling's awesome. Um, it's, it is, it is. How about a two-team money line? If I had to do a um, two-teamer, I would do the Commanders um, on the road in Denver against the Broncos. Where like, there's a way this bet loses, and it's Sam Howell turns the ball over like four times like he did last week against Arizona. Uh, I I think the Commanders actually have the better quarterback in the game. I think Russ is cooked. I think Sean Payton knows it. I think Jared Stidham will be playing at some point this season. Uh, I'd I'd toss the Commanders in at plus 150. Let's say Chase Young's going to play. And I'd actually, i take the Steelers plus 115 on Monday night. um, Two and a half point dogs at home against the Cleveland Browns. I know the Browns were really impressive against Cincinnati. Also, Deshaun Watson doesn't look good still. And I know that the Pittsburgh Steelers got waxed by the Niners, also like the Niners might be the best team in the league. Um, but what I would really like to do, Bill, and this is not as fun as a parlay, like why don't we just why don't we just two team six pointees, the Steelers, on Monday, up to plus eight and a half. With the Buffalo Bills down to minus two and a half against at home against the Vegas Raiders, Bills win by three, you win your bet. Steelers lose by seven, you win your bet. Um, I like that uh, quite a bit. Um, as far as like others here, like I know what you're looking for here. You're looking to gamble, right? Um, oh, yeah. I don't really know if I have any. I don't really know if I like the underdogs this week right now. Colts would be another one I'd look to add. They're plus one hundred right now. They're one point road dogs in Houston. I actually I think that game will close with Indianapolis as a favorite.
2: I love it. I'm writing all of this. Put the down. Jaguars
3: in your money line parlay. You you like them against the spread? Take them to win also.
2: I do. You know what? I'm going to do it. And I, I just what I also want is just anything that distracts me from the game that we're not going to mention of the team that we're not going to talk about from uh, the Windy City. Maybe maybe um, no one gets hurt, but maybe Soldier Field can just fall into the lake. But everyone's fine.
3: <laughs> well, uh, you know what? If that happens, then who's like I, for, I forget the name of their backup. Their backup's like a Division Two who was awesome in the preseason. I forget his name. He's like, a Steve loser. Like, no, like, there, he actually, like, might be decent. He was, like, a Division Two quarterback who set, like, all kinds of records. Tyson Bajent, I actually think is his name. I think that's his name. We're like, maybe you'd actually like to see that at some point this season. Like, f- Fields can obviously run. I just, like, at this point, there's so much film on him, man. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen.
2: The fact that we have to discuss the Division Two backup is just a – it's a spear in my heart. I mean, the other thing is, like, Aaron Rodgers is finally out of this damn division – Kirk Cousins is a bum who just lay eggs and pretends they're touchdowns, and still the Bears are a, a disaster? Give me a break, man. Well,
3: I think the good news, though, for Bears fans. Oh, there's good uh, news? It, yeah. It does look like the Packers will be without their two best offensive players this week, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones. Uh, neither has practiced to this point in the week. I would guess neither will play, although we'll see what the Friday injury report, today's injury report holds. If that's the case, like. Atlanta's probably, and I like if everyone were healthy, I would like Green Bay because I like love more than Ritter. But I, it's hard not to like Atlanta if Watson and Jones are both out for Green Bay on Sunday.
2: I guess I'll take small comfort. I can't wait till they win that game anyway. That was Nick Costos, the host of "You Better You Bet" Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Remember, Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. There are just like so, a few things that just that make me happy, right? The way a Budweiser tastes at a ball game. Looking at D-cell squirm when we bring up the fact his name is now Pretty Daddy and Nick Costos' voice during the NFL season. Nick, as always, buddy, I love having you on. Great, great stuff. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the show better.
3: Where did uh, where Pretty Daddy come from, by the way?
2: So yeah, he changes Twitter to Pretty Daddy CBS. Long story short, we were trying to find it's a good name. Pretty Daddy, like that. We, do, we talk about phrases here on the show. We, we were wondering the origin of see you later, alligator, after a while, crocodile, because I think Tom used it, so I looked it up. It was like a, a hit bebop song from the 50s. I got the lyrics out. Turns out it's a song about a guy whose girl cheated on him, and then she wants to come back to him, and he basically, in 50s, parlance says, go to hell, and in there, she, he's singing how she says to him, come back to me, pretty daddy, I miss you, and that became Tom.
3: I, I just... I'm, I'm actually jealous that like I haven't done this segment on my own show because <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds amazing and, and really funny in like many different ways.
2: Yeah, Tom, lo- Pretty Daddy over here loves it, too. He's a, he's a, His wife loves it, too. So, yeah, it's me, it's Nick Casa, this Pretty Daddy hanging out on a Friday. Nick, uh, that was so good, dude. Thanks for being on, pal.
3: You got it, man. Looking forward to doing it all season long. Wishing you and all your great listeners minimal sweats when he bets the absolute very best of luck.
2: Nick is so good, and he's got amazing videos. He's got a big board that he used to do, and he does it again. It's great at the Costos on Twitter. So, if you're trying to keep track of actual Twitter handles, there's the Costos, K-O-S-T-O-S, his last name. Uh, I'm sports writer. It's my last name, sports R-E-I-T-E-R, and then lastly, at Pretty Daddy CBS. It's got a ring to it, Tommy. I'm glad
4: we cleared all that up. I'm I'm glad by the way that you have that origin story memorized by heart. It's not like, "Oh, I kind of remember this is what it's from." It's like, "Oh, I have it written down here. Here's the nine pages on how this came to be."
2: What a wonderful moment it was for all of us in our lives. And and the the, the wonderful reality of of a pretty daddy in our lives will continue with by ourselves and I'll tell you a story about how I'm just Poking the bear again and again and again. That is poor Tom. When we come back next year on CBS Sports Radio. Football's back, baby, in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, and ofe- official official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL week Two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, download the app and use the code RITER R-E-I-T-E-R, to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code RIDER. The crown is yours, must be present in state. where lawful to wage a gamble. call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit wwwsot 100 gamblecom in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope It's 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort and KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in the tariff. dot sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always
2: right. Can we start for the next two or three weeks? We'll do the toll-free phone number. You can call 855-212-4CBS. It's free. Get on the air. But when you screen the call, say, if you'd like to offer me a tip... Of $1, $3, or $10 this call, my Zell is this.
4: I feel like we have to run that by our bosses and HR, but if they clear it, I'm for it, yeah.
2: It's writer than you on CBS Sports Radio. To be fair, that is a tip for Tom, not for me. Tip mania. I skipped the coffee shop yesterday for the first time in four weeks. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That demands the tip and then all put out. I almost keep saying the name of the brand on the air. I, I don't really know where the line is on that sometimes.
4: I think you're playing it correctly by not I
2: saying it. I love this coffee. It's like an L.A. kind of base thing. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Or you can go on the free Odyssey app. Get on the zone. AutoZone, AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free At your local AutoZone, get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. I'm going to tell a story about Tom within the confines, the safety, the security blanket, the safe space, the trust tree of buy or sell.
1: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports?
2: It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Let's go super meta. Before I tell the story about you... Buy or sell? You get the reference trust tree. Sell. Are we the trust tree? Are mm-hmm. in you know the trust tree with the with the branches? Old school. Will Farrell in marriage counseling with his with his wife.
4: And I've seen old school multiple times. One day it's going to hit you. I don't. I can't recite movie quotes. That's not my. That's not my thing. No, I'm not saying to recite it. I say when I recite it, can you, does it does it? I know, but like it doesn't it doesn't click for me. Like I'm how just does not it movie how quote does guy. it
2: affect you? Mm, it impacts me strongly. Got it. I like, <laughs> I like that so much. Um, <laughs> I have been routinely calling Tom after the show, which I don't usually do, and just being like, dude, I, we haven't talked about what's going on. And Tom gets sort of awkward, doesn't know what to say. And yesterday, did I call you three times in a row as a joke?
4: Three times. Not once, not twice, but three.
2: The third time was just, he's like, hello? hello? Like, hey, man, been a long time. <laughs> Buy or sell, Tom. Not you think it's funny, that you think the listener finds it funny. Bye. They seem to like this stuff.
4: I don't know why, (laughs) but they seem to like
2: it. You're just like, I'm out of it. I'm not working. I'm driving home. I don't want anything to do with you. Leave me alone. That's your. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Tom?
4: I don't know what you got all that from my hello?
2: (laughs) You let it ring five times. I almost hung up. I was going (laughs) to leave you a message. That's why I didn't. (laughs) All right, I'm, I'm ready for buy or sell. <laughs> All
4: right, Bill, let's get to some NFL here. Now, last week, Joe Montana called Dan Marino the GOAT quarterback, and now Dan Marino himself told Omaha Productions that if he played in today's NFL, he could throw for 6,000 yards. Now, admittedly, Bill, Marino wasn't 100% serious when he said this, but enough where if you saw him, he believed it when he said it. Buy or sell an NFL quarterback throwing for 6,000 yards in the next five seasons. And I will tell you this Peyton Manning still holds the record 5,477
2: yards back in 2013. So 5,400 in a 16 game season. So you figure it would be 57 or 58 if he played an extra game and threw him for 300 to 400, you know, 350 yards ish. I'm going to sell. Sell. Let me ask you the question I thought you were going to ask me. Your question is excellent. I have a, what I think is also an excellent question. Buy or sell? Dan Marino could have done what he's saying that he could have done. Buy. I'm going to buy. Can I? Can you push buy for me, too? Buy. People, and I, I obviously was very young. I saw him play a little, but I was a kid. People who played with him or, or followed the game the way we as adults all do now marvel at what this guy could do. Marvel at what this guy could do, and in this era, I mean, hell, dude, can you imagine if he, if you, because he didn't say this, if you took him and you made him at his prime and you put him on this Dolphins team?
4: People found it outrageous last week when we talk, when we spoke about Joe Montana calling him the goat. Like, if Montana's going to have that amount of respect for somebody he competed against, like that's how good Marino was. And we talked about it last week. He doesn't get recognized for it because he did not win a Super
2: Bowl. That's the only reason why. Nobody doubts his talents. Buy or sell, you think Dan Marino's legacy should be downgraded because he did not win a Super Bowl.
4: <sighs> i really struggled with this. I've been thinking.
2: I'm going to buy it while you're thinking. Buy.
4: That's for me. I've been thinking about this, honestly, since we spoke about it last week. Part of me doesn't think it's fair. The other part is it doesn't matter if it's fair. That's the way it is. I guess I got to
2: buy it. Buy. It doesn't seem all the way fair, though. I should know this, but I don't. What year did he come into um, the league? Early 80s. I want to say 82? I was going to say 81. That's off the top of my head, though. I don't know either. So here is because I think he lost the Super Bowl in 82 and 84, or 80, anyway. This is what I will say, and I know it's far removed, but this was an organization with a culture and a head coach who had already not just won a Super Bowl, but had done it as an undefeated team and the only one to ever do it. My my point is, Dan Marino wasn't just the best quarterback of all time by some metrics. He was at, arguably, in the moment, right, pre the the rise of that Niners team in the 80s, the best organization in the history of the sport. I know the Steelers will push back on that. I get it. But arguably, and he still didn't win a Super Bowl.
4: Uh, Just to follow up, Dan Marino's rookie season,
2: 1983. 83, okay. So he literally joined a team that had lost in the Super Bowl the next year. Yep. They lost the Super Bowl, and then he joined the next year. So he lost in 84. And he only made one, right? If I'm remembering that right. Only made one Super Bowl. Which was in his... Third season early on, I mean, and they, you know, I just, I just pulled it up. I mean, lost in a divisional round by a lot, lost in an AFC championship by a lot, lost in a divisional round by a point, lost in another wild card round by a lot. I mean, like you go through, like there are losses here where that are ugly, man. They they got blown out in a lot of these games and didn't put up a lot of offense in a lot of these games.
4: All right, Bill, let's keep it in the NFL here. Now, yesterday we discussed Bill's reporter Matty Glab's comments about wide receiver Stefan Diggs that were caught on a hot mic. Now, Bill Diggs himself has responded to Glab's comments, saying in part on social media, quote, the audio shared was very hurtful and it was insulting to my character and how I was raised. I've always treated people how I wanted to be treated. I greet everyone with smiles and respect from the people in our cafe to the people that keep our building clean and in order. I don't know why it was said, but this was an example of why people don't want to deal with the media. It's hard to fight preconceived notions people have about you, regardless of ever having a personal experience with them, end quote. Bill, by herself, Stefan Diggs' response was the worst case scenario for Bill's reporter, Maddie Gleb.
2: Yeah, bye. I think she's in big, big trouble. Bye. And I'll say this. I don't know who's telling the truth, right? I don't know. But I said on the air yesterday that... The fact she said it led me to believe like, I would err on the side of believing it. Why would you say that if it's not true? If it's not true. And it was pretty specific what she... what On an open mic, she said he says to reporters the F-word was involved. Even if it's not that, even if she was using a sort of descriptive term for him being rudely dismissive to her face and reporters' face, if that's not true, then he should be doing this because his reputation was disparaged. And I think the... The general vibe was, all right, she said this and she shouldn't have, but she must have said it for a reason. Let me say this, by the way, really quickly. I've been around a bunch of athletes, NFL mostly, and NBA, a lot of NBA, but but like MLB, I covered UFC for a while, whatever, a bunch of sports. Where I'm in these situations. I was really hard on LeBron James. Everyone on that team when I was hard on LeBron his first year yelled at me, screamed at me, F-bombs, other than LeBron. LeBron didn't like it. But he was a pro. He would answer my questions. He was professional. I didn't get along with LeBron's guys, his agents, his PR handlers, the PR guys, whatever. They, they, they didn't like what I said. That's fine. LeBron was a pro. I would never have privately been like, LeBron's such a jerk. Because he wasn't. Even if we didn't get along. You have to be able as a reporter to separate your criticism and someone not loving that from them being unprofessional to you. Those aren't necessarily the same. They're not always the same thing.
4: All right, but let's get to some hoops here. Hoopier than thou. Kareem Hoopier Ab- than thou. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was a guest of WPIX in New York, and he had this to say when he was asked about who the GOAT point guard was. I don't think you're going to want to hear this, man. Oh, please share. Oscar Robertson. Okay. The big O. The big O. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I played with him. I only had a chance to play with him at the end of his career, but but he was awesome. And uh, if people had seen him play in the, in the prime of his career and, you know, with the three-point shot, he, Oscar had three-point range, but he never got to play uh, when that, the, the three-point shot was uh, incorporated into the game. And uh, people don't really uh, understand how significant he was in, in how to play the game. Bill, buy or sell Kareem is wrong about the greatest point guard of all time.
2: I've never refused to answer a question, but the truth is I don't know. Because I've never watched the Big O, even if I had it wasn't in the context that, that is easy to compare today. But I'm not going to shy away from the question. I'm going I'm to buy that he's wrong because you asked the question. Buy! But I'm going to defer to his judgment over mine. I have a ton of respect for Kareem's view of everything. He's such an impressive guy, including obviously basketball. Been around him several times for some extended time. A couple times for very extended periods of time. Impressive dude. I think sometimes he gets his goat stuff wrong, but it's a reasonable thing, and people who, who watched Oscar play would would say it's reasonable. I'm going to assume that it's not quite true. It's hard to be the best of all time in a position, but I am open to the idea that I don't know what I'm talking about.
4: All right, let me follow up quickly with this one then: buy or sell? You're surprised he didn't say Magic Johnson? Sell. I don't. Sell. And that's where.
2: Remember, Cream had like a long-running, ugly sort of post-divorce. Of the Lakers took a long time to get a a statue. Remember he and LeBron, he said some things about LeBron. LeBron was offended last year. Kareem doesn't bite his tongue, and I do think he 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 can take things personally, and, and that comes out. It was true when he, when he was covered by the media. I don't think he and Magic really like each other that much. I think that would be like a legitimate guess. I could be wrong. I think that's a, a reasonable supposition. And I do think that there is an old school, and he is the epitome of old school, view of Steph Curry that Steph is great, but. Steph is amazing, but. Throw that all together, if the big O is just behind those two guys, I could see where Kareem might, in his own mind's eye, elevate the big O a little too much.
4: All right, Bill, let's talk hoops here, but from a gambling aspect, Bet Online has created odds for which top players will be eligible for regular season awards, and as you know, Bill, players now need to play a minimum of 65 games to have any chance at getting an award. Now, the top three players that will not be eligible for awards because they won't play 65 games, according to Bet Online Zion Williamson minus 3,300, Kawhi Leonard minus 2,500, and Anthony Davis minus 2,000. The team with the highest chance of getting fined first by the NBA because of the new participation policy rules that we discussed yesterday the Clippers plus 200. They got Kawhi and Paul George. Bill Byersell, you agree? With these odds?
2: I'll... I'll buy. Buy. I, I mean, dude, minus 300 is a... Me- these are these are near locks.
4: They're basically telling you that Kawhi, Zion, and Anthony Davis are going to play nowhere near 65 games.
2: Nowhere... You're right, you're right. It's not just that they won't get to... You're, that's a great point, Tom. It's not just that they won't get to 65. The odds are so stacked against them that... They're not even, you're right, going to come in the ballpark. For that bet to be safe, it's 50s at most.
4: And they're telling you, too, with the Clippers and the combination of Paul George and Kawhi, they're going to get fined because of that new rule we talked about yesterday.
2: A.D., Paul George, Kawhi. If you had to bet on one, because the the inverse is true, too, Zion. If you were going to bet on one of those guys, excuse me, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Zion, to make the 65 threshold... Which one would you bet on?
4: Oh my goodness! Um, I'll just I'll go with my heart here and say Zion, just because he needs to play 65 games. I'll, I'll go Zion. I will too.
2: Kawhi does it as a matter of philosophy. You can't blame Humpty Dumpty for when he falls <laughs> off, breaking the pieces. I will go Zion too.
4: All right, Bill, let's get to one more hoops question here, but it's got nothing to do with basketball. Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ishbia announced earlier this year that the team would remove its games from cable. By making the games free to watch on local channels, roughly 2 million more people could watch Phoenix Suns games. Now Ishbia is taking it a step further, Bill. The Suns are giving away free indoor TV antennas to any fans who don't already have a pay TV subscription. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell, you knew that they still made TV antennas.
2: Sell. Sell. Buy or sell, this is impressive. Buy. I think it is, too. I mean, you have to watch it on an antenna, so I don't know what the quality's like, but it is kind of cool, isn't it?
4: Yes, I think it's a good PR stunt. I don't think he had very good, uh, I don't know. He got into it last year in the playoffs with the Nuggets, but Jokic... What's his name again? Matt Ishbia. All
2: right, I'll, I'll... Matt with, not one to, Matt with one T, by the way. I'm not one to judge anyone on pronunciation. You say Ish Bia. I say Ishbia. Is it Ish Bia? Is there like a long pause? Probably somewhere in the middle. Ishbia. Maybe, maybe it's an accent thing. Tournament. You and bogus tournament.
4: Alright, Bill, let's finish up with one last baseball one here. The Boston Red Sox have fired chief baseball officer Hyam Bloom. Yesterday, after four up-and-down seasons, that included a pair of last-place finishes, and this year almost definitely will not result in a playoff berth. Now, Bill, within months of arriving, Bloom traded away Mookie Betts to the Dodgers at ownership's request for financial flexibility. Now, they did not request that he trade Mookie Betts. They just requested that he get some financial flexibility for the organization. Bloom's firing reportedly surprised multiple executives within the Red Sox organization. My question to you, Bill: Buy or sell? Boston is making high in Bloom
2: the scapegoat. Uh, I'm going to go with a high five, big time affirmative. Buy, scapegoat. I'm going to I'm going to quote Jeff Passan who pointed this out yesterday. I'm going to just read this to you. Let me summarize this tweet really quickly. Over a 15 year stretch during which the Red Sox won four World Series. Boston's payroll ranks in those years were 2nd, 2nd, 3rd, and 1st. Over the course of this tenure, they have been in a very different range, including this year, 11th. And as Passon said, but it was the GM's fault. That's it. They used to spend a lot of money, now they don't. what I have traded Mookie Betts? No. But if you remember, Betts wanted massive money. The Red Sox were not willing to give it to him. That's ownership in part. The Dodgers were. That is a huge scapegoat thing. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. We have a scintillating set of candidates for Bum of the Week You're listening to the Rider Than You podcast. Welcome back into Rider Than You on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You are the MVP because when you see that green check, you'll know that part fits your vehicle. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Eagles running back DeAndre Swift had himself a night last night on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. 175 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Hi, Tom. What's going on, Bill? We're really close to the weekend. You got big plans? Do
4: I have big plans? We're taking the little guy to a, uh, to a Disney show, like, in, in town tomorrow, like a live-action show. I forgot to get to, like, you guys
2: are watching Frozen every day. Oh, my goodness. Are we ever. Oh, We went through goodness. this
4: phase. He loves Olaf. Loves the snowman Olaf.
2: I was at a restaurant once in uh, L.A. with somebody random. And I've been Brady Pinka, and the only other person in there was the actor who plays Olaf. And the only reason I knew I didn't know his face is he kept talking to the guy at the table next to us, and his voice hit me. And I googled who's Olaf, and it was this guy as the actor.
4: I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's a funny dude. He's a funny actor. He's a funny actor.
2: Hey, do you wanna do you wanna build me a snowman? Can do you, you, build you me wanna snowman? build a snowman? Oh my god! <laughs> it's getting uh, that bad. Dad time's the best time. Let's do, uh, let's do Bum of the Week. Hallelujah. I'm a bum. All he's
1: doing is a whole lot of damn
3: nothing. I'm a bum. you rotten bum. I'm a bum. There are a bunch of bums.
1: I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's
2: the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. What? Ducky Hines on Twitter has a, a tweet that includes a suggestion for Bum of the Week, and several other listeners suggested the same person. Great Friday energy, sports writer. It was Bogomil, the captain on uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two, that Bridget Nielsen shot in the Alphabet Crimes. He goes, I just want to get that, you know, that fact in there. Reminder that Joe, in air quotes, from Pretty Daddy CBS's Double Date story, that took his buddy's wife leftovers from the infamous Double Date story as Bum of the Week. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, many of you have said it. Tom said it earlier. Joe, by the way, can you do me a favor? Can you call your best friend Ethan and can you get an update if he's seen the guy at, at drop off and pick off with kids and what, what, what happened?
4: You know what? I'm going to write that down. I got to call my buddy. I got to see if, uh, if they're still on friendly terms or not.
2: I think we put, you suggested this one. I think we, and I'd forgotten, I think we, we put the entire Phillies organization up there for congratulating their rivals for winning the NL East on their field. Jay Norvell, the Colorado State head coach, is absolutely nominated. Draymond Green, I think, gets a slight. He's not going to win, but he's nominated for... Oh, we want to win it for Chris Paul. No, you don't. Stop it. Team USA? No FIBA medal? No medal! Something.
4: Bronze, silver,
3: something.
2: For me, it's a a two-horse race. Is there anybody you want to throw in before... We get to it.
4: Now, this is just a suggestion. You obviously will have more ties to this, but how about your
2: baristas? Oh, you know what? Yes. Let's write that down. Yes. How about just, like, people that, yes, the baristas who represent the tip insanity. Oh, the Bears, Justin Fields. <laughs> wow. Nick Costos did not paint a pretty picture. He's such a funny good man. A funny good? He's fun. I can't even talk. I'm so sad. <laughs> Broke my brain. It comes down, though, for me to Jay Norvell and Joe. This is so hard. Both <laughs> these guys should... I cannot believe Jay Norvell's not going to win. Maybe he'll win next week when he loses that game 132-0. to But as told by Pretty Daddy, for going on a double date with people you sort of know through your children and then taking home the other guy's wife's leftovers that she had mostly eaten and destroying any sort of normalcy in that conversation, any friendship that could have happened for being gross and being weird. Joe, whoever you are, you're the bum of the week, bro. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On lighter Than You. There are weeks where the person that wins bum of the week is bum of the week, but it's like, okay, that's a tough week. How Jay Norvell skated through this for calling out Deion Sanders, so obnoxious, so obnoxious. By the way, somebody made a really good point. Uh, I think... um, Let's see if I can find this. This is um, Pumpernickel Blossom on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Tweet the sports writer, The hat and glasses stuff reminds me of when Buck Showalter criticized Griffey Jr. for wearing his hat backwards and disrespecting the game, though Griffey and Dion have little in common personality-wise. Look, there's definitely absolutely overtures of that. Like that sort of condescending, you can take it where you want, perspective. Deion Sanders has been nothing but impressive. I mean, not just impressive. What he has done at Colorado has been shocking. I don't care if is not as good as they were last year or they, or they were. We'll find out as the season unfolds. That win was amazing. Beating Matt Rule in Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska Excuse me. is impressive. I mean, they... Just give the guy his flowers, man, or don't say anything.
4: That's my thing, right? Like, it feels like... Other coaches, other programs wanted to hate Dion as soon as he was hired.
2: And I should be able to recall this, and I can't. There have absolutely been plenty of coaches who have had hats and shades on during post-game interviews. Give me a break. He didn't show up at the Kiwanis Club, right? It wasn't, he wasn't the speaker at a—and if he was, who cares either—but he wasn't you know, the, 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 the keynote speaker at some graduation. The guy's on a football field. He's a football coach. Who hasn't said
4: a word, a word about any other program. It's been it's responding true. to everybody else criticizing him for the way he's handled the transfer portal. That is exactly
2: right. And still, Joe is the bum of the week. Fun show. Have a great weekend. Tom, enjoy watching Frozen three more times. I'm Bill Ryder. The show is Ryder Than You. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here Monday. Me and Pretty Daddy on CBS Sports Radio.